Hello, my Facebook family. Thank you for joining me today on my Crystal Loves Texas podcast. And we've got we've got a special show for you today and a special guest. You'll recognize him in just a minute. Well, you see him. He's he's right there by me. Uh, he's no he's no stranger to the show. We've got Damian Walker with Cognitive Justice International. But we are bringing you a little bit of a different take on um, a perspective today. Because if you remember, those of you who have been a friend of the show for a couple of years now, remember, we started out this show with a really, really solid um, foundation on trying to make sure that the rights of those people who have been formerly incarcerated or who have been justice impacted are, are sustained and that those people, once they are released once they are integrated back in or when they're beginning to be integrated back into society they are um met with opportunity and not with with doors being shut all the way around and uh, during that time i met damian walker at that time uh damian was with i believe he was with uh, harris county yeah. He is now uh, he is now um, um, with Cognitive Justice International um, full time. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, Damien, introduce yourself to everybody. Hey, Krista, how you doing? Nice to be Good. back on. Um, this is a this is a familiar setting for us, right? <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> yeah. now. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm thankful for the uh, for the platform. Yeah. So, Damien Walker, uh, Cognitive Justice International um, organization. I started about three years ago, and basically focusing on um, justice issues. We do a lot of training for agencies um, that want to understand the population that they serve um, right. a little bit more, but also working with those that are formerly incarcerated to be able to assist them with um, finding employment, training, uh, housing, whatever we can do. Um, but really want to be able to help guide them through their process of uh, reentry. Um, right. We also, one of our main focuses is the uh, community violence intervention. Um, models are working to be to have a school-based program to actually go in and, and work with the youth and also the uh, facility, the the staff of the schools to be able to help them work through um, alternatives to gun violence, but mainly alternatives yeah. to violence while they're actually in the school. So the goal is to work with the the students and the faculty as well. And the thing about it is, um, you know, I I teach. I teach young people, uh, people who are of the age that are the ones that are right at that cusp yeah. of, of, of possibly making a bad decision just out of emotion. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, you can you can tell us because that's part of your story, making a mm -hmm. bad decision out of emotion or uh, um, of, of being in a position as a young person with wanting to wanting to fit in and be a part of, of a community just one bad decision can lead you yeah. down a road that is difficult to, to, to come back from. Yeah. And, and often one bad decision is going to lead to another bad decision. Yes. Um, when you don't have those skills, like you said, it's emotional, but when you yeah. don't have those actual skills to be able to just say, stop yourself. Like uh, my guy was telling me, you know, the first rule of uh, when you're in a hole is to stop digging. And a lot of us can get in those holes and we just keep digging, keep digging, keep digging, thinking that we're going to come out. Whatever's wow. beneath us, we're going to come out on the other side, but we just keep digging. And at one point, you're going to start burying yourself. So it's, it's good to be able to, like you say, um, knowing that you have those emotional responses, but also being able to come back and being able to address them. And a lot of times, myself included, yeah. um, those that are not mature enough, they will actually keep digging. And you know what? Let me let me just say this, Damien. When, when the last time you were here, and we talked about um, about the, the initiative that you're that you're doing now with mm -hmm. another organization, and I'm going to let you uh, talk about uh, those two organizations in a second that that you're working in conjunction with mm -hmm. for, uh, for 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 this. Um, someone called me and they said, "Crystal, I know that you do shows sometimes, and you talk about 
um, opportunities for people who have been formerly incarcerated. Well, mm -hmm. I have got a nephew who was formerly incarcerated. He's a very young man, Damien. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, I've got a nephew who has been formerly incarcerated and he's having a really hard time finding a, an opportunity out there. But as we know, if, if, these days, it's not the same as it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago, right? Yeah. There are, there are entities that specialize in, in offering second chances to people who have been formally incarcerated. And that sort of brings us mm -hmm. to where we are today. This show is going to be focusing on giving opportunities to people who want to have a second chance, who want to take advantage of mm -hmm. a second chance, who have the heart to take advantage of a second chance and aligning them with people who are willing to extend that second chance. And yeah. Damien, Cognitive Justice International is partnering with what other two entities to put this into place? So first, let's talk about my guy, Dominique. He wouldn't, he's not able to be here tonight, but Dominique has a business. Dominique um, who? Dominique Palmer. Yes. Um, I'm acting like everybody know him, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, his yeah, name, so his name is down at the bottom of the screen anyway. So we'll 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 know that. Yes, Dominique Palmer. Tell me yes, about so, him. So he actually, man, a passionate um brother, man. Um actually started a business um a few years back that's focused around providing housing for disadvantaged and underserved individuals. So being able to provide that housing means that basically those individuals will be able to um, come in and, and, and have affordable housing. That's a big issue um, in the community in Houston and around the, around the nation. Right. And the name of the business is Doors to Serenity. So okay. we want to provide supportive housing for veterans, youth, reentry. Um, we're working to hopefully do for domestic violence, um, but we have to scale, of course. Right. So Doors to Serenity is basically a passion project from Dominique, um, being able to provide affordable housing to individuals who are needing to get to that point to sustain themselves. Um, so we always call it supportive housing. Um, yeah. We have Sydney, uh, who, who you met last time. She's actually right. the uh, LMSW on the staff, too, to be able to come in and, and help those individuals um, with counseling needs. Uh, we provide uh, job training through some of our partners. Um, but the main thing is that you want to provide a great environment um, for individuals to be able to thrive and get back on their feet. For whatever reason, they're in a situation uh, where they need to, to come in and maybe share a room with somebody. Um, yes. But the main thing is that you don't want to make anybody feel like they're less than or that they're not as accomplished. Um, I always say right. give yourself credit for what you're doing when you're on your journey back to sustainability. And yes. being able to make a decision to say, hey, I need to stay here for six months. Let's come exactly. over with a six-month plan for you. And, and you give know, yourself credit for that. That's right. And you know what, Damien? You, you reiterate this for me because I know that that I was one of these people at one time, but but sitting with you and others, you know, after after having this discussion, my mind has been changed. But reiterate to people that everyone who may come up on a situation where they need to be in a a halfway house or a a temporary housing situation is not drug addicted. No, 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 not at all. So so my story, I don't think you know this part. I had to go to a transitional facility when I was released. Okay. Um, so the story goes that the guy that I went to jail with, his mother is actually like my mother, right? So we were kids right. when we got incarcerated. I actually was paroling to her house. Okay. My mother had passed away. My grandparents had passed away. Um, so I was paroling to her house. Okay. He actually made parole not long after me. Okay. I had to switch, right? That's her son. You know, I okay. had to switch yeah. up. I went to a transition facility. I didn't have a drug problem. I didn't have any other right. issues. Um, it was just something that life had hit me in a certain way. And, yes. you know, glory to God, every time it hit me, I was able to adjust. And yes. sometimes individuals have may have a situation where they're no longer with their spouse, who they live with, and they made a decision to let me leave. Um, right. They left and wanted to, to go have shelter because yes. they may have already had a job, you know. Yes. Um, it could be a drug situation. It could be a situation where there's a youth. Um, who actually just is not getting along with their with their parents, or they may have aged out of foster care, and okay. they just want to come to an environment that they know they can be safe for them. 
um, but also productive and supportive as well. Okay. So, so let's, 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 Let's kind of walk through a hypothetical here. So Serenity House would. Mm -hmm. uh, doors, doors to Serenity. I'm sorry. Doors to Serenity. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Doors to Serenity. Would uh, there would be some someone there and there are there are entities there who would carefully, carefully vet everyone who's coming mm -hmm. in to make yes. sure they're the right. They're the right fit for that yes. environment, because, yes. of course, you may not want to bring someone into a certain environment where there aren't other people who are who are have, have never had a drug dependency problem who could yes. possibly be, be bringing something in into into the environment with everyone else. Is that something that that's that's uh, that happens often? Oh, every person is vetted um, because we want to make sure, again, that the environment that we desire to provide is one of holistic service. So you have to protect that. You know, you have to protect those that that are under your care. So we yeah. vet every single person. Um, they may come highly regarded from a partner, um, but we want to make sure still we go through that process and just give um, credence to those that are already there. Um, yes. Because you don't want one person to come in. I've experienced that living in the halfway house. I ain't gonna lie, I've experienced that. So you don't tell want me about one that. Person. Tell me about that experience. For for example, oh, for example, there was a guy that came in, multiple guys, but there was a guy that came in uh, that was just uh, rebellious. Um, and we all, I was on a GPS monitor actually, so we all had the same parole officer. Wow. He was just rebellious. Had got kicked out of another halfway house had a car so he would bring like the women into the transistor facility was that uh, allowed monitor itself not was at that all. allowed no 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 it wasn't allowed um because you have to be aware of the other individuals that are going through their struggles this That's wasn't right. one where like any anybody was coming up in this one uh so he would come in and he actually caused a lot of issues with like the house manager and people that were actually going through their situation yeah because you had some guys that still was um, dealing with their drug issues, but right. then you had me. There was I was going to U of H at the time yeah. at the halfway house, and I had the monotone, so I was okay. But I just didn't want any conflict, so I began to just go to school, go to work, and stay in my room all the time. So I wasn't developing coming back into society because now I'm being antisocial because I don't want to be around this person yes. uh, because of the issues they have, and because I don't know if it's going to affect me in any way negative because I'm on parole and I'm right. on a monitor. Yeah. So that was just one of the situations. Okay. Now this is a question that I, that I have Damien and, and, and possibly it's going to be a question that uh, other people who are watching may have too. Now, if basically you would end up at a place like doors to serenity because yes. you may have become down on your luck, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. If you're down on your luck, many times you're not going to have funds to be able to pay for a um, a, a dormitory room or mm -hmm. a, a shared apartment. So what? How how are how is um how is the rent? How, how how's the rent paid for for this? Do people have to come up with enough money per month, or is it subsidized by by government programs? So right now it would come out of the individual's pocket. Um, we've actually applied. Um, for some for some subsidies, some some, some government grants. Right. So it would be that individual would have to pay out of pocket. That's why we have lower rates. Um, our rates um, are capped at seven fifty a person, and that's a month. Um, we okay. can work with other situations depending on what they are, but that's that's our usual rate um, because it helps sustain everything. We don't have like super super big properties right now, so we try to right. be more quaint. Right. Um, in areas we're actually out there and some, we have two properties in Sunnyside. Okay. Um, so we're actually out there and we're looking at other places. So, but mainly you, you, you do have to be able to, um, provide or even say, Hey, this is what's happening in my life. And then I can have this and you can come up, um, be able to come up with some more. Um, but we have to make sure that we're sustained as well, um, as the business that we're running. But again, we try to do it with a, a heart of service. Okay. Well, Damien, let me, let me, uh, I, I'm going to do a little uh, scenario here and you tell me how Cognitive Justice International, mm. Doors to Serenity, and what is the, what is the third entity that you all will be partnering with for this, uh, for this initiative? Sarah Jobs. And Sarah Jobs for Progress mm. would, uh, would 
come into play here. So, so I, no, go, ahead, yeah. no, go ahead. Okay. I, um, th this is a, this is a hypothetical scenario. I have mm -hmm. a, uh, niece or a, a nephew who is coming out of incarceration. Mm -hmm. Well, actually he was released six months ago Okay. and he's back at home with his, uh, with his father and, um, his father is working every day. However, it's been very difficult for him to be able to find, uh, find work because of his background. Mm -hmm. And he also, um, has a, a reading deficit because he's dyslex dyslexic. Mm -hmm. And um, but he is very willing to to uh, go out and try to learn a skill so that he can be self-sustaining, even if he decides to stay at home with his dad. He mm -hmm. wants to be able to contribute to that household. He wants a career at this mm -hmm. point in his life. How would you all come into play in that situation? OK, so um, in that situation, so I want to briefly explain to said jobs is a entity that 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 I partner with and that the community partners with, um, it's not necessarily fully, fully integrated into what we're doing here mm -hmm. um, with the, with the housing, but in a sense it is. So I just want to make that clear okay. in case, you know, in case something happens, but again, it's, it's kind of separate, but it is together. Right. Okay. So, um, and then I'll tell you how I'm connected to Sarah after we go through this scenario. Okay. So let's just say the person is 23, right? Right. Uh, so let's just say that they're 23 um, dyslexia, Confessing again, I have a form of dyslexia, right? Okay. So I understand that. So that's an experience that I can talk to this individual about, um, about the struggles and about overcoming, but also succeeding um, with the condition. So right. when they come out, they have an opportunity to uh, come to Doors of Serenity. We do an assessment, figure out what their goals are. And if their goals are to, um, again, get a career, make sure that, um, that they want to have long-term goals, we'll do an assessment. Okay. And that assessment, we will talk about um, what do we need to get to get to those long-term goals. Do you have your ID? Do you have your, right. your social security card? Do you have your birth certificate? Um, so now do you have a drug case? Because sometimes drug cases um, in the past would keep you out of certain um, fundings, right? So hmm. figure out what that case is. So go through that. Do a, a comprehensive assessment as possible. And okay. as you're doing that assessment, then you'll know what partners that you would be able to refer them to, especially if they have deficiencies on being able to um, get some of those some of those documents. Right. So after we go through that process, um, we have the housing, the housing secured. They're going to be here. So now we will go to an entity like a said jobs. Guys, okay. 23. So said right now has an opportunity um, to do free training for 18 to 24 year olds. Um, that I have the, the privilege of working with them on, right? Wow. So CDL free. And, and, and tell me, tell me what, tell me what the uh, CDL stands for. I know, but I just want you to explain it. <laughs> Commercial driver's license. So that's like uh, a driving, uh, driving uh, trucks, delivery, delivery yes, trucks, or over the road eighteen wheeler type trucks. Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. And also, they can do hot shots as well. You have to have your license for that too. Okay. Don't ask me what HVAC stands for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's heating. That's, that's heating and air conditioning. Okay, so HVAC, so the heating, heating and air ventilation, conditioning. air conditioning. Yes, heating ventilation. I, I learned that from you. I learned that from you. <laughs> so, uh, so heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Of yeah. course, you know you're going to need that in Texas, especially in the summertime. In Houston, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, welding. So this is another trade. Um, yes. Construction, and becoming an electrician. Those wow. five trades. 18 through 24 are free. You just have to qualify, contact me, but you have to be also some sort of system impacted as well. System impacted, you may have went through foster care. Okay. Uh, you may be, be homeless or unhoused. Okay. Um, which is a new term. Yes. Um, kids, you may have kids. Your parents may have had certain situations. So some sort of way system impacted. Right. And, and and someone having a having a, a, a learning a deficit like a, 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 a um, dyslexia, is that considered system impacted? Because that would be special services would have been provided. Special That's a services, disability. But also remember that the person was coming out of incarceration. So without that's, a doubt. Okay. So, so now that's coupled. That's okay. that's something on top of something. That's the issue on top of the issue um, that we want to be able to provide assistance with to help you 
um, get to sustainability. Okay. So we will go through that process. We will contact. Uh, we will have you fill out the information um, to be able to contact the agency. Then we would contact them and say, hey, we have this individual. One thing that I like to do when I'm working with agencies or individuals is to have a direct contact um, with uh, who's ever going to enroll them. Because okay. more often I'm working with somebody who's system impacted, but they don't trust people. And if they trust tell me, me. Tell me a little bit about that. Is that something that's that's pretty common when people are coming out of the system? Yes, ma'am. It's very, very common because though they may have created a crime, they may have done a crime. They went down and did three years. Right. But what happened to them before that crime was created? Right. Um, were they abused? Um, right. Did they see a family member pass away? Yes. Um, were they shot? Were they assaulted? Okay. Have they been molested? You know, it gets that right. serious, right? Yeah. So a lot of times they don't trust people. So to cover up for trauma and ailments that they may have, they act out. Right. Exactly. And there's no excuse for creating a crime. I'm not saying that it is. That's right. But a lot yeah. of times they'll act out and they act out to where they get incarcerated. They have to plead guilty. They're on probation or those things. So now they're right. back into society and no telling what happened to them while they were in that system. No telling. You don't know. Oof. That's a lot. So no telling, yeah. So you don't know what happened to them while they're in the system. So now they're coming out of the system and they come and they meet Crystal. And Crystal says, hey, I have this program, Crystal Love Texas program for, for 17 through 30 year olds. Right. And you call Damien and, and Damien, hey, I got this person. First off, they trusted Crystal. Right. And because they trust you, I have to honor your trust. And you're now you're going to pass them on to me. And I'm saying, okay. I may have the knowledge and the connection, but I don't have the actual resource. Let exactly. me connect them to the resource. So now they're trusting me. So now we didn't pass them along to three different situations, right? Right. This is true. We've passed them along to three different situations. When I pass them along to the agency, the agency is going to give them a career coach. That's four. So now they have how to many have you? How many have you lost by then? It just depends on your involvement and my involvement. Okay. So because you are what I call a pipeline. Right. So because you're the pipeline, you have a good relationship with them. I want them to maintain that relationship with you. Never right. cut that off. I'm going to maintain that relationship. I have to answer the phone every time they call. Exactly. Every time they text. I can show you my phone right now. Right. Every time you text, every time you call, I have to answer. I have to reply. Yeah. Because they're trusting me because I connected them to the agency. I've told them my story. They know that I've been through the same thing they've been through. They know I've been through the system. Yes. You know, I came out of the system and now they see me as successful. So That's now right. we're going through that process. So now they trust that I can help them get through the system as well. All individuals like me because there are a lot of other individuals that serve these communities that are just like me, good, right. better, learning and everything else, right? So I'm thankful for this community that we have. So now you go through the process of enrolling them, um, finding out what they need, finding out what's available. Uh, but also one thing that I like to do is help find employment while they're going through that process. Yes. Part-time, late at night, after right. the class, the weekend, you want to yes. be able to address them as best as possible holistically. Holistically means yes. addressing all the social determinants of health. We That's already right. address housing. Right. We are, we, we're not addressing training that can lead to a career. Now let's address income. Right. And sometimes we have to address food. Let's sign you up for food stamps. Okay. If it's a female with a child, let's sign you up for WIC. Okay. So now that means that I have to learn these systems. If I don't know them exactly. already, yeah. oh yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, wow. so going through the process, you want to make sure that you do your best to have a great assessment and then right. walk them through what that assessment looks like. Okay, Damien, you you said a mouthful just right there. So with this, with that in mind, how long would that process possibly take? Just just in theory, how long would that take from the time if somebody is watching or if they if they uh, uh, share this podcast with someone in their family right now who's eligible based on the things that you've just said, one or two mm -hmm. of those things, um, and we know that this pro that this this program is starting soon. When is the program starting? Or, or is it ongoing? So we're actually enrolling right now. And like I've been expressing to people, there's a sense of urgency because it's a program that's funded. Okay. Funding runs out. That's why okay. it's free. 
Yeah, so gotcha. nobody's really paying it out their pocket. You know, you have government agencies and other uh, foundations that are actually have actually given to Sarah and other organizations. Yes. So we're enrolling right now. The sense of urgency is to enroll immediately to get them starting that process, to get their paperwork done. Um, training is actually starting. We have a CDL training that's starting uh, at the beginning of February, I believe, okay. or, the, or, or, or next week. Um, it, it's all in my head, like it's okay. like really, really running. Um, so training will be starting soon. But the thing is to get them in that in that pipeline. You want to get them in that pipeline, and as they're in that pipeline, also address other needs that may be there. Do you have your ID? Do you have your GED? Yes, so and you enroll you, yeah, to become a part of this, and this also address what other needs we need to as well, because that's the holistic approach. And you know what, Damien, I'll never forget when you were on here, you opened you opened our eyes to so much one 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 uh, of the shows that you were on. And this is something I think that a lot of people don't even realize when someone is coming home, they mm -hmm. may not have an ID. Mm -hmm. They may not have. Um, uh, do they? Of course, they have a Social Security card, but probably or, or maybe maybe not. But no. they, they may not have they have two or three aliases that they may have to get corrected exactly. when they yeah. come back. Explain that a little bit. So I didn't have my social. Part. I didn't know my social security number until I was getting released. I was 33. Wow. And I wanted to go to college. So when yeah. I was in prison going to college, Alvin Community College, right. I actually signed up for college with my TDC number. And I put wow. zero, 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 and then I put my TDC number behind that. Okay. So when I went to University of Houston when I got out and they looked at my transcripts, they was like, well, this is fake. I was like, I had to tell them immediately. No, I was in prison. Yeah. And that's why my my TDC number is actually on my Alvin Community College transcript. Yeah. And when I would enroll in colleges after that, working on my MBA, these colleges would say, well, what's wrong? And I had to tell them I went to right. prison. So now this would have to happen too. Yeah. Depending on when you went, you have to write and get a letter from what's the thing? What's the place where you sign up for like um, the army and, and the military? Selective um, service. You have to get a, a, a letter for, from selective service. I have a letter from selective service saying that I'm, I was barred from registering for the um, for the gotcha. draft or whatever. Because yeah, so of this situation. Yeah, exactly. And you only get one letter like like <laughs> and they tell you to keep it. So that's wow. what people don't know. So if you're young and you go in and you never registered for selective service, you have to actually get an exemption letter, right? I went through the system. I understand that. Did I not know that. Yeah. So I didn't that. have my social security card. So when I was leaving, um, Dr. Martin Smith from, uh, it, I was at uh, Caravance. They yeah. gave me my social security. And that was the first time I ever even knew what my social security number was. Um, I was 33 uh, coming out of prison. And I remember my social security number. So going to yeah. and getting those documents is very, very important. That's why it's important that you engage uh, with the program, knowing that, hey, they can assist you or they can refer you out. And tell, and, and tell me about this. Like you were saying with the different aliases, you, when you come back into society, you're not going to be you. You're not going to be known by the two or three aliases that you may have have had mm -hmm. before then. You're going to have to establish your government name. Yeah. Yeah. So so there are actually some some guys that go down under an alias the whole time they're down there. How can you and do that, Damien? How is that done? Can't the they figure out who these people are? This, this is probably the first time I could blame the system on something. The system didn't really catch it. Uh, and I, I really don't know. I've met several individuals. So when they come out, they just like you say, they have to address that. They have to address uh, what their social security card says because their TDC ID is going to say something, but yeah. now they're trying to get back to what their birth certificate says. Right. So that's the issue that I've never, I've watched individuals go through that, yeah. um, but I didn't have to go. And I, I really don't even know what they had to do, but I've seen them struggle, right? I've seen them struggle going back and forth, trying to get the documents. And especially if you're from out of state, if you're from Mississippi, Louisiana, anywhere besides Texas, and you have to get your documents, Man is hell. So this can be so. So what you're saying is that if it's something that you're interested in, if you know someone who would fit the the criteria to take part in this particular program, 
the time is now to start getting the ball yeah. rolling. It's not something that you can register for online tonight and show up in class tomorrow. They're going to, no. they're going to be some steps, especially if you don't have all of your ducks in a row mm -hmm. in order, in order to, to, to do that in, in, in the correct way. Yeah. And it's just like signing up. People got to understand, like when, when, when people are coming from being system impacted and, and they want to change their life, Sometimes yeah. they haven't been through these processes, right? That's I right. know. I went to college. I know you got to sign up before the classes fill up and you got to yeah. make sure. And so people can't expect for somebody that's coming out of situations that's right. trying to change their life to understand every single process. You can't always get the best clients. Some some agencies only want the best clients. You can't always get the best clients. Yes. You, you're going to take some hard cases, um, but that's who you really want because those individuals that are actually going to be a champion for you yes. um, for the rest of their life, they're going to be a champion for you. That's right. Um, that's a walking advertisement. Yeah, exactly. But it takes your agency. It takes a whole effort from the agency, but also like we're saying, the community as a whole as well. So, Damien. We know that the classes, like you said, the CDL uh, class is starting in February. If mm. someone uh, would like to register for that, and let's say that they simply um, have just maybe maybe they were system impacted and maybe just had to go to jail here in, in Harris County or something yeah. like that. And they've got their Social Security card and number. They have a driver's license, but they just haven't been able to kind of get on their feet and mm -hmm. haven't had the money to go to college or pay for pay for college classes. Yes. How would that person go about getting registered? What would they need to do? And we'll make sure that whatever you say, we'll drop that into the comments, too. OK, so basically with the, the, the one that I'm working with right now, um, they would have to fill out two forms. They would have to fill out the SARE application. Then they would also have to fill out a go because the program is go. Um, so they would have to fill out that particular uh, application too, both online. And I could provide you with those links. I actually sent you those links. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what we can put in the, we can go ahead and put that in the comments. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so filling out both of those links, but also making sure that they contact me because I want to be able to walk them through the process. I don't want anybody to fall through the gaps, right? You're the first um, point of contact. Yes, ma'am. I will be yes. the first point of contact um, to make sure that again, contacting the agency, asking them what documents do they have. And if I can connect them to somebody before they actually go through said to get all their documents, then I would want to do that as well. Um, connecting them to ID things or, or, or provide helping them for whatever they need to is to register. Right. Um, yes. If it's a selective service thing, let's let's talk about that. Let's go ahead and send that communication off so we can get that back as well. So they would uh, fill out the applications um, and then contact me. And then I would be able to assist them as best as possible in understanding what the process would be, understanding to be patient um, and asking them what their needs are while they're going through class. The goal is to help them with employment while they're going through class. Okay. It's not a promise, right? Um, but the goal is to be able to help them, but also figure out what their long-term goals are as well. Okay, the programs that you that we said, and I'm going to repeat them again. We've got welding, we've got yes. um, an, uh, a licensed electrician, yes. we've got uh, CDL, uh, yes. truck driving, yes. we've got um, heating, uh, ventilation, air conditioning, mm -hmm. and uh, now, now core construction is that your, your basic construction uh, uh, crew? Tell me what that is. What is core construction? Core construction is basically the OSHA 10, so going through those safety. Um, trainings um, to be able to learn what safety is on the job. That's one of the biggest things because when you're going to a job, the foreman, the people, they want to know that everybody's going to make it out without injuries. Yes. You have an injury. If you're dropping certain materials, you're going through that process, it's going to cost the job. And then the job yes. stops. If a job stops for a day, that could be depending on what the job is. That's $100,000. That's right. It's coming out of somebody's job, you know, that's coming right. out of other people's pockets, too. So I'm basically understanding what safety is and, and etiquette. A lot of the things that, that that we need to know as we're moving forward to other careers and professional stances, we need to understand what etiquette is. What is job etiquette? Right. In the midst of all this, we actually go through a, um, a job readiness portion, too. So when somebody's yeah. coming from an agency like Sarah, 
Yeah. You want to tell them that, hey, this person has gone through a job readiness training, meaning that they've gone through how to sustain a job, understanding what the etiquette is, showing up on time. And these are simple things to some people, um, but to others, it's not. Um, I saw something recently, the guy said, um, you may not have a money issue. You may have a being on time issue. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you've been able to go through these classes with a group of individuals It'll help you recognize, man, I've never had a being on time issue. Right. I had a being lazy issue. Right. I had a not asking the right question issue. I had a yes. being embarrassed issue. So yes. going through these um, these trainings and this, this um, job readiness will better help the person understand what they also need to better themselves as well. And you know what, Damien? It's interesting that you should say that about job etiquette because I was speaking to my sister the other day. And she was talking about, um, she works with uh, uh, the city of Houston, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how difficult it actually is, how difficult it actually is to get people in, vetted, and qualified and hired on some of those entry level municipal jobs. Mm-hmm. Because many times when they come in, they may come in in a pair of shorts and flip flops. Mm-hmm. And with shades on to the interview and sit back in the chair like that. Yeah. You know, and things like that, like that, that many of us would say, wait a minute, everybody knows that you don't do that. Yes. But some people actually just don't know because they haven't had, because who would walk into knowingly, who would walk in knowingly to a job interview and set themselves up for failure? People yeah. don't usually do that. They want to be successful, but they may not have the tools to be successful. Agree. And that's what that job etiquette is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you have to do that. I've seen that on, on some interviews that I've done with some um, former incarcerated individuals. Yeah, but you, you can't assume if somebody's coming to you and this is what your agency is set up for, um, you can't assume that that person has all of those particular tools. Right. And when you see that, you can't bash them as well. I'm not going to lie. I've seen it. And some of the stuff has been really funny, right? But wow. you can't you can't go back and be like, hey, man, you just effed up so much that, no, you're not going to have a job. I've and had the to thing, pull. Yeah, and the thing about it is they could have been the one who was the most qualified. Exactly. But that, that in itself was the was the barrier to them taking uh, being considered for the next step. But you... You have to commit your, and I, I go back to this. This is on the agency. The agency, the coaches, the the people that are actually walking them through these processes have to know that. And they have to be able to do their best to correct, um, not admonish. Right? Before, that's right. Hey, hey, man, I know you just did this here. Hey, and it may be, again, it may be funny or whatever, but hey, man, be be aware of this because this is your next level. What do you think right. your next level look like? This right. is why you can't do that. So right. the coaches, the individuals that are helping them sign up, they have to know that. Are there hard, really, really hard cases out there? Without a doubt. But again, what has this person experienced? You don't necessarily know what the person experienced. So because they're coming in and they're being comfortable and pushing themselves back like that, right. that's them being comfortable. Right, um, right. They don't know. Sometimes they don't feel worthy. I've been that. I haven't. I, I wasn't worthy. I didn't feel worthy. Really? Oh yeah. I walked into a job, and I I'll tell you this, and um, and he can come on and see it. Anthony Graves. When I got hired at the public defender's office, yeah. And 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 I was qualified. I went through the interview. The people wanted me. I walked in there, and he said this before before he saw me on the first day. He said, "Boy, hold your head up." Wow. Say you the professional. They got yeah. you here because there's a job that you can do that nobody else can do. That's right. And you understand these families and, and, and what's going on here. Those individuals that, that went to school for eight, nine, ten years, they don't know what you know. That's you right. Don't know what they know either because now y'all are gonna be a team. So not exactly. only him, but other men and, and more so men, and, and, and there's been women too. Damien, hold your head up. Because I didn't feel worthy because I felt guilty and ashamed of being in prison. Nobody had came to me and told me, hey, man, this is this is going to be your life. Right. So right. I had to figure out what my life was going to be 
and I would go places. And remember, I had a GPS monitor on for two years yeah. after release. So I'm I'm hiding. I'm I'm hiding a GPS. I had a box like this, and I had a monitor on my leg. Yeah, I'm walking around hiding a GPS monitor for two years every wow. day, every day for two years, six hundred and some days. How, how many other days in two years? Seven hundred. So I had to do that for two years. So just think about men and women that have went through what they went through. A lot of times they right. feel ashamed. That's a shame. There's and a my shame, shame was something yeah. else because I didn't get abused. I didn't have a bunch of vi super, super violent situations, but maybe right. they did. Right. You know? So they're working through situations that other people have to recognize. That's why it's important for an agency to have the best coaches and continue to give them yes. their training because the population that they're dealing with is going to continue to evolve. Well, Damien, let me ask you this: From the we we know that CDL is getting ready to start. Yeah. Uh, do these programs are they starting simultaneously? Um, are they running simultaneously, or do they start at different times of the year? And what is the duration of the programs? Is it a six month, eighteen month, uh, twelve month program? They're going to start at different times. So as soon as I get the training calendar, I'll make okay. sure I share it with the public. And okay. I'll also share it with you directly. Okay. The longest one is welding, which is 11 weeks. I think 11 or 12 weeks. That's the longest class. Really? Okay, so, so we're not talking are, about a high intense. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get you to the goal. That is fantastic. Yeah. So the highest, so, so the longest one is the welding, which is 11 or 12 weeks. I have it written down somewhere. But 11 or 12 weeks is the highest one. Let me see if I can look it up. Yeah, but that's the that's the highest one. I know construction is like construction is three weeks, two, three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? With some of these that you're talking about, you know, uh, electrician. Um, um, uh, uh, what were some of the other ones? Uh, welding. Yeah, some of welding. These, yeah. Some some of these ones, they are actually actually careers. Damien, that mm -hmm. if a person wanted to with the climate that we're in right now and the way that people can self-promote for free, mm -hmm. after you have that training, if you want to promote yourself mm -hmm. and say, I, you know, this is, you know, you got a little minivan, you can put that side, that little magnetic sign on the side yeah. and you can begin building your own business if you're so inclined to do that. Yeah. Start promoting on Instagram, start promoting mm -hmm. on Snapchat or whatever, uh, whatever uh, some of the other entities are where you can self-promote now. Yeah. So basically what you all are trying to get across to people is that regardless of your situation, regardless of the situation or what is behind you, that a bend in the road is not the end of the road. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And you're and you're living proof of that. This mm -hmm. is one thing. Uh, one more thing I want to talk to you a little bit more about because we we're quickly running out of time. But mm -hmm. are we are we um, are we uh, heavily trying to promote these programs to to women too? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without that. Eighteen through twenty-four, men and women. Let's go. Yeah, because you you want to make sure that everybody's involved, but. In, in a sense, like Sarah doesn't exclude anybody. Um, yes. And none of the agencies should. I mean, I can speak to other agencies, but we're specifically talking about Sarah. But other agencies, they don't exclude. From my understanding, um, I've been able to be a part of this um, community um, really since 2010, um, starting out, you know, when I came home. Right. And like you, you started out, man, this stuff wasn't available. Some of them not even seven years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of this wasn't available to where they're saying, okay, you, you made mistakes or falsely convicted, whatever the situation is, right? You're coming out of prison, you're coming out of an addiction, you're just getting it right. You know, you didn't get your GED, you, I mean, you didn't get your diploma, you dropped out of school, you just didn't get it right. Let's right. go. Now okay. is the time. You just you just touched on something. Do, mm -hmm. uh, does does someone have to have their high school diploma, or do they have to have their GED? And if if so, are, will you will you guys uh, uh, point them in the right direction to be able to get one of those? For this particular program, you don't have to have a GED. But wow. Sarah has a GED program. Sarah has a GED program. Is it free? It's free. Wow. 
It's free. So, so what you're so, saying, Damien, is that there is absolutely no excuse. There's no excuse. No there's excuse. No excuse. There's if no you excuse. want to be successful, mm-hmm. there are ways for you to be successful. Yes. Yes. Again, the climate is ripe right now. It is. Um, for individuals to be able to say, hey, what do I need to do? Remember, now the individual has to be able to start um, commit. They have to commit accountability. To the accountability. Yeah. Um, like I say, I'm 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 assisting, and I can go out and go everywhere and, and recruit fifteen hundred people. Um, but if if you're telling me, hey, I'm not ready yet, I have to respect that, right? Right. I want to be able to respect that. You're not ready, but what about your brother? What about your sister? What about your homeboy? How they look? I actually recruited an individual today. Yeah. Signed them up today. I've uh, been working with them. I mean, let me tell this story real quick because yeah. I told it because I'm, I'm very proud. Yeah. Um, Car broke down, got the car towed, right? Right. So the car was getting towed. 18-year-old kid. Uh, man, was driving that truck, was setting everything up. We were having great conversation, right? We were talking. Um, and at the end, I was like, man, what you want to do? Man, how old are you? He was 18. Yeah. Uh, he said, man, did he start giving me his goals? This was like six, seven. No, how long was this? This was about four months ago. Yeah. I saved the tow truck driver, which was an 18-year-old kid with no high school diploma, no GED. I saved his number because I was impressed by his customer service, right? Yes, yes. I signed him up today for CDL class. Wow. When I talked to him yesterday, he was like, I was saying, hey, bro, man, what's going on? I'm talking to him. And I said, I got to know the CDL class. What you want to do? He said, man, I've been looking for that. Wow. He said... He didn't say, this is what he did. Hey, bro, you want to sign up? He was talking to his homeboy. Yeah. I said, man, sign your homeboy up to him. I'm going to send everything to you. I talked to him today. We went through the process. His homeboy wasn't ready. I respect yeah. that. I respect yeah. it, you know? So just, just being able to do what you can and maybe affecting him right now, uh, we'll be able to affect others. But what happened is he's been doing his own business. So I'm going to meet with him next week. Yeah, he has his own business where he's been going around and clearing trash up from vacant lots, and he said, "This is wow. how much money I make a day." You know what he asked me? He said, "Man, do you got a grant writer?" I said, "What would you want a grant writer for?" He had a plan already. So he, this he is this this, this this guy is he is just ripe for success. Yeah, yeah. He answered the phone every time I call. He respond. He respond to, to to every call, every text message. So again, those are the individuals that you feel good to be able to get right. Cause he's going to be a champion for the agency. He's going to be a champion for me. He's going right. to be a champion of success. Now I'm not looking for any credit. We're not looking for any credit, right? but it's just a byproduct of what's going to happen. Cause they're going to say, Hey, well, I know you was doing this. You ain't even graduated. You got five, six trucks right now. Right. Here. And he may start a school, right? Exactly. So, so the goal is to make sure that that you offer the people the opportunity. Don't pick and choose um, who you offer the opportunity to. Just because offer it, the people it, the opportunity. Yeah, it may be the, the very one that you don't think is 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 serious about it who may be the most successful. Without a doubt. Without and Damien, one more thing. Now, I've I've there, like you said, there are programs like this that are that are taking place. Uh, in all parts of the community. But let me tell you what I've heard, and you can kind of speak to this and tell me why you think this is the case. As good as this sounds, as good as this sounds, organizations have a hard time filling these classes. Yeah. Why is that? Because everybody is recruiting the same population. Everybody is recruiting 18 through 24-year-olds, veterans, kids aging out of foster care, uh, this population, you got a lot of people and a lot of government money that has come down and a lot of foundations and they say, hey, get us this population. But the issue is nobody knows how to get the population. The blessing is I know how to get the population, right? Yeah, yeah. I know how to connect to people with the population. There's other people, again, similar to me, that know how to connect with the population. The agencies have trouble because one, I'm going to tell you too, they don't hire the right people. Somebody gave me a chance. 
Right. I did 17 years. I had five 25 year sentences run concurrent. Wow. And somebody said, come work at my nonprofit. I had never worked at a nonprofit. Every job I had was hustling, selling cars, right. waiting tables, and then working at H&R Block. Yeah. Somebody said, because you worked at the radio station, right. this is a transferable skill because I volunteered at KCOH Radio for three years. Right. Because you know how to do that. You think you can transfer that here? You know this person? You know this person? Can you get to yeah. this? Yeah. And because I had volunteer, people gave me opportunities to volunteer. And not only opportunities, they gave me responsibilities. Exactly. So because I had the responsibilities of putting on major events, I learned how to network. We have exactly. to do the same thing with our population. That's right. So nobody can get them because they don't have the right people. You have to go to cutie homes. You got to go to dead end. You got to go to Coke apartments. You got to go to Havistock. You yeah. got to go to the parks. You got to pull up at these stores. A lot of times I didn't even pull out. I'm not going to like I did. I didn't pull up at certain stores until I got with, uh, until I got with your kinfolk, Vaughn, and right. Russ and everybody. Right. I didn't pull up at certain stores. Really? But they showed me how to how to, how, how to navigate a little bit different. I brought yeah. the professional. They brought, bro, You. they kept saying, they, they kept telling me I forgot where I came from, right? Because right. I wasn't in those right. communities anymore. Right, but you have to you meet have them to where engage. they are. Yeah, yeah, you have to engage those communities, and those aren't the people that are always at the schools. They're not at the workforce solutions. You right. gotta go to where they are when they getting out of school, and everybody. Yes. When everybody's selling drugs. Yes. All the at five o'clock when yes. all the, the drug addicts and, and and the drug dealers come out, and and everybody's feeling protected in the neighborhood, and people start coming out. You gotta be in the midst of all that. And you got to be consistent. And if you're not consistent, they're not going to trust you. Wow. Now, see, you've you, you've you've said something right there that that I had no idea about. I know that it is difficult that people have always said that is we have all these programs, but we can't fill them because mm -hmm. I know uh, people with the plumbers union. The plumbers union has a similar program. Well, they will take individuals and train them for free you know, in the, uh, in the, uh, the trade of plumbing, but they mm -hmm. can't fill the programs many times. And, um, you know, I've heard the same thing about like the program that you're working with, but like you said, the key is being able to get to the people, get directly to the people mm -hmm. who, and, and be able to speak to them where they're coming from Yeah, and be able to, uh, to let them know that this is the key. This is the key to getting you to where you're going to be 10, 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they have to believe. You have to believe. You have to be consistent. The agencies, the plumbing people, they have to understand. How do you promote plumbing? Who are you looking for to bring into these classes? What's your actual diagram to be able to recruit? Do you have a recruitment process? Do you know people? Do you know where to go? They don't. They don't. So they're going to just pay thousands of dollars for billboards. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to call me. And that's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> you know what, Damien? You know, uh, you know, CJI, you know, that's a that's another entity that that is ripe for CJI to yeah. be able to, to, to go into because the people, the very people that we're talking about here. Are the people that they're that they're that's the market they're trying to get to, but then yeah. they'll have the wrong the the even people that you know I hate to put it like this, but that a lot of these 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 kids these young people are going to look at and they're not they're not trustworthy to them. Yeah, who are coming and and promoting this, and mm -hmm. they're like, why would I go with you? You look like the person that arrested me and put me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, but you know. There are, there, there are many layers to what makes these programs successful. And I think that what you've got and with the, and with the, uh, with Sarah and with uh, Doors to Serenity, you've got the layers in place that could, that will help facilitate their success. It's not just throwing them an application and saying, no. fill this out and show up on Tuesday. No, no, because you have to have that, but it also takes the experience. Um, people train me, right? So it's only right that I not only take that training and be able to, to help other individuals, but I want to be able to speak to the population, the community that I actually came from. I was underserved. I was 
at risk. I was all those. Um, and to God be the glory, I was able to come through with positive people and, and, and making some choices to take the hard road. Cause I took, I could have took the easy road and did other stuff right? Um, and just been able to make, and I'm not knocking anybody, but just been able to make, you know, 30, $40,000 a year. And I've done that. Yeah. But then when I started learning and seeing more, when we met, I'm not the same person that you met, what, two years ago? Yeah. I'm yeah. not that, I'm not that same person because I continue my development. I could have stayed right. where I was at. That's and right. just maintain. But because you, there's other opportunities, we want to be able to help other people. That's right. That's right. And I see you networking in all types of capacities, Damien. So, Damien, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Like you said, for the links that you sent me, we will definitely get those links posted, um, you know, uh, in the chat underneath this podcast. But if someone wants to just from watching this, if they want to reach out to you because they're interested and mm -hmm. um, uh, enrolling for one of these free programs. Yes. That 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 it's not based upon whether or not you have a past record. It's it, it, if you are living and breathing and you're 18 through 24 and you have the desire, you are a, a potential candidate. How would they go about reaching out to you? Call me. Let's just let's just do a phone call. Text 713-499-9372. Call or text 713-499. 499-9372. And let's just have a direct connection. Let's have a conversation. Um, and if there's some issues where we have individuals that are older um, than that 24, yeah, I can't turn them away because they're coming to me, right? They're being referred to the, yeah, I'm not going to turn you away because there are other programs. I'm just talking right. about That's one right now. That's what I was going to say. There may be other. Yeah, yes. but there are other programs. Yeah, let's figure it out, man. Let's not, I'm not turning anybody away to being able to assist in any particular way. And I want people to realize this. And I don't, I don't know if, if Damien even realizes this. I'm sure he does. But what Damien, for, for my viewers that are watching, what Damien actually is doing, he is telling you that I will be your mentor as you go forward and try to navigate what the next steps of your life are going to be. How many times do you have someone offer to be your mentor? Yeah. Not very often. But here's someone who's willing to do that. And he's saying that I'm going to put I'm going to put my reputation. I'm going to put my credentials on the line to see other people be successful. You can't ask for more than that. And Damien, listen, we are at the end of the we're at the end of the road for this show, but right. it's just a bend in the road because yeah. I'm sure that we will see you back because we want to know um, we, we want you to come back the next time mm -hmm. with some success stories and bring them in. Okay. The people, the people who've, who've, who've had the opportunity to take advantage of the programs and to and to come out the other end and uh, and they can speak of the success that they've had. But okay. I want to thank you so much for coming on. And even though we weren't able to talk with Dominique today, we know that Doors to Serenity is standing uh, standing with you in uh, in, in unison to try mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, that people are seeing success mm -hmm. in this program. And it's just a, a matter of picking up that phone and getting started. Are there any last words that you'd like to leave with us, uh, Damien? I would just say, man, whenever and however you want to um, take those next step, next steps to um, change, um, affect your life positively, man, do it. Like, like ask um, and, and, and don't stop until you get the answer. Um, if you want a class, if you want to get your GED, if you want to go back to college, um, if you want to trade, whatever you want to do, like, like ask, you know, do your best to put yourself in a position to do that. And it's not going to be easy because it's not supposed to be, man. And it's That's okay right. with it being difficult. Um, but just go through that process, man. And then if it's three months, if it's two weeks, just know the next three months is going to affect the next 30, 40, 50 years of your life, man. And three months absolutely. to have 30, 40, 50 better years, man, is absolutely worth it. And if you're not doing it for you, Damien, people need to do it for their kids. Oh, yeah. Because because to to make sure that your kids are where they need to be and are, are provided for like they need to be provided for each one of these uh, each one of these trades will put you in the exact right position you need to be 
to be in to make sure that that happens. Yeah. Damien J. Walker, thank you so much for joining us again. You you are always a wealth of information. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's to be of, back here. Absolutely. A wellspring of information. And um, my Crystal Loves Texas podcast family will make sure that we get that those sign up links dropped into the comments. And we will uh, even tomorrow, we'll make sure that on that flyer, as we post that flyer again, um, and as you share, those links will be in there so that you can just go ahead and access that and go directly to those links. Damien is extending his hand. Many times people say, no one's trying to help me, but Damien is extending his hand. He's extending, extending his knowledge. This is your lifeline. Damien, thank you so much for being here. And as we say every week, we can do it. We See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>